Hey, it's good to see you today. Welcome to our Journey Through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. This is our Thursday edition, and we are continuing our chronological walk through Scripture. We're going to be in the Gospel of John today, John 7 through 10. So 7, 8, 9, and then just the first uh, few verses in chapter 10. All right, so this is a, a it happens at one of the feasts in Jerusalem in that area. Um, the Feast of the Tabernacles, this uh, has a lot of interaction with the Pharisees. The, uh, the, the tension is rising. So Jesus is, uh, has been doing more and more, getting more attention. The religious leaders are paying attention. Um, and Jesus is starting to say things that definitely lead people to begin wondering and thinking he could be the Messiah. And the religious leaders are very skeptical of this, which they should be skeptical. Um, however, they, uh, they, they were beyond skeptical. They did not believe um, and didn't want to believe. Um, and so th- you see the, the tension rising between them. So in John chapter 7, it starts off uh, Jesus with his family again, his family, uh, his brothers, that they just do not believe uh, him. They're kind of saying, why don't you go to Jerusalem now and just start doing all of these signs and make it clear to everyone. And Jesus is like, it's not time yet um, to do that because he knows what the time really means, right? Whenever the time comes, it means he's going to be put on a cross. Well, it wasn't time for that yet. So he was not going to openly um, just start healing the way he was in Galilee down in Jerusalem. And in verse uh, six or seven says, the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. And right, so Jesus is, is starting to continue to plant the seeds that bad things are coming because his message is not popular, right? It, the, the healings were popular. The messages were interesting. People were taking uh, a note of his uh, teaching. Um, but the more that he taught, the religious leaders were against him from the beginning. Um, and eventually, even many of the people will, will start to turn against Jesus because he has a, a tough teaching. Um, but like he says, it's because he is calling out the evil in the world that all of us are subject to and all of us can believe things that are wrong. And when those beliefs that we have are challenged, um, it, it's easier just to shoot the messenger or crucify the messenger. Um, you continue to see um, that Jesus does go down to Jerusalem. He tells the, uh, his brothers he's not going to go down there. He goes down there, but he does it quietly, right? They wanted him to go down, you know, kind of enter in, tell, tell everyone who he was, uh, if that's who he really was. They were kind of daring him, mocking him by trying to get him to go down to Jerusalem. Uh, but Jesus does go, and he kind of goes quietly. Um, but he still has lots of, of interactions. Um, Jesus, in verse 16, he answered them, says, My doctrine is not mine, but he, he, his who sent me. So he's having conversations with the religious leaders. Um, verse 18, uh, He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moses give you the law, yet none of you keeps the law? Why do you seek to kill me? The people answered and said, you have a demon who is seeking to kill you. Um, and so this is, this is very interesting. 
Jesus knows their intent. They're saying, well, no, we, you're just, you just have a demon. We don't want to kill you, but what you're saying is, is basically uh, blasphemy. And Jesus goes, uh, goes into defending himself, so how they follow the law of Moses. Verse 24 says, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with a righteous judgment. So he's basically telling them they are wrong. Um, as you continue there in chapter 7, um, there are those who start to, to think he is the Christ. Uh, verse 30 says, Therefore they sought to take him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. So the religious leaders are getting close to wanting to take him, but, um, but God or Jesus in his wisdom is, uh, is just staying out of their reach. Right? They're, they're not quite, they don't have the support yet to just completely take Jesus down. Now, verse 31 says, and many of the people believed in him and said, when the Christ comes, will he do more signs than these which this man had done? So they are really starting, the, the many people are starting to believe that Jesus is truly the Christ. Well, he, he continues um, to have discussion with the religious leaders um, um, and just tensions continue to rise. He promises that there will be the coming of the Holy Spirit. Um, and said that again, they question from where he is, from where he comes, um, all of those things. It just, I encourage you to read through there and see these arguments back and forth that the religious leaders are, are trying to have to diminish who Jesus is um, and to, to try to basically find reason to not uh, believe him. So he, he ultimately is rejected by the th authorities. See that the religious leader sent officers to actually arrest him. Verse 45, the officers came to the chief priests and said, um, uh, why have you not brought him? So they, they didn't get him. And verse 46, the officer said, no man ever spoke like this man. Then the Pharisees answered them, are you also deceived? Have any of the rules or the Pharisees believed in him? Rulers or the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed. So they're basically saying, "Hey, us smart people, we you know we religious leaders, we don't believe him." But you see the crowd reacting, and you, so you think that he's legitimate. Then Nicodemus, if you remember Nicodemus, John three, he's the one that came to Jesus, is asking questions. Or you have John three sixteen, um, Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night said to them, does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing? Um, and then they even are kind of snap back at Nicodemus. They said, are you also from Galilee? Search and look, for no prophet has arisen out of Galilee. So Nicodemus, in just the most benign way, supports Jesus. And maybe we should at least hear this guy out. And they immediately start attacking um, uh, Nicodemus um, saying that, well, you're just from Galilee too, and nothing good comes from there. I thought this, this was really interesting because this happens uh, a lot. Um, we see today, even with just the most benign defenses of certain hot button issues, and people will not engage uh, the defense that you gave, but actually will begin trying to just discredit who you are rather than dealing with the argument at hand. And that's what the religious leaders are already doing. Um, then we have uh, Jesus doing some miracles. Um, chapter eight uh, is where the adulteress is thrown before Jesus to try to trap Jesus. Um, basically trying to put Jesus in a, a difficult position because she was guilty 
Um, so they were hoping that he or just seeing what he was would do um, and said, uh, the law says that she should be stoned. What are you going to do? And he says, he who has uh, no sin cast the first stone. Everybody kind of looks. Um, no one can come up with a good answer. So they all leave. It's, it's a really neat scene. Um, and of course, the, the woman is there and uh, Jesus um, tells her, says, uh, uh, verse uh, seven of chapter eight. Uh, so when they continued asking him, he raised himself up, said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down, wrote on the ground. And those who heard it being convicted of their conscience uh, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are your accusers? Um, has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I con condemn you. Go and sin no more, right? So Jesus doesn't, doesn't say that what she's been doing isn't sinful. In fact, it is sinful. It is wrong. But now he has offered her forgiveness. It's a matter, is she going to accept that forgiveness and go and sin no more? Um, John chapter 8 continues um, with these discussions with the religious leaders. Um, the, if this is at the Festival of Tabernacles um, or Festival of Booths, that was kind of a remembrance of the wandering through the desert um, where they had temporary structures. Um, and Jesus, one of the key things is that God led them by a, a bright light, a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of smoke during the day. Um, and so Jesus said in his teaching with the religious leaders there says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Right? So just as the people had been wandering in the desert for 40 years, that's what they were celebrating. Jesus is now saying, that's who I am. I am here to lead you um, where you can walk in the light. Um, then the, Jesus starts basically saying, you don't know me. If you knew my father, you would know me. Um, so the, again, the religious leaders are getting very upset. Um, verse 19, they said to him, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know, neither me nor my father. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. Um, so they get very upset there and want to come and lay hands on him, but they, they do not. Um, Jesus then talks about his departure. Um, verse 23 he said to them, you are from the, uh, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Uh, then he said, then they said, who are you? Jesus said, just what I've been saying to you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. Um, right, so they they don't fully understand, but it's becoming very obvious who Jesus is claiming to be. Then he talks about the, the truth in verse 31, says to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word and are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Um, verse 34, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. He said that in response. They said, what are you talking about? We are free. Moses freed us. 
Jesus said, no, you are just, you're a slave to sin, just like you were a slave uh, in Egypt. Um, so then uh, he talks about uh, Adam's, uh, Abraham's seed and Satan's seed. He starts to get very specific here because they're basically saying we're the chosen people, um, right? God chose us. We are Abraham's seed. Um, Jesus says, why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You, uh, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me, which, is, which, uh, which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe in me? He who is of God hears God's word. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. So you can understand why the religious leaders are getting upset with Jesus. Then, this is extremely big statement, verse 57, the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old, and yet you say you have seen Abraham. Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And that, of course, is the most holy name, the name of God that God gave to Moses. He said, I am, uh, I am who I am. Um, so that the, the religious leaders, um, well, it says, uh, verse 59, they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Um, so things are, are getting uh, extremely, extremely dangerous. Um, John chapter 9, um, Jesus talks about uh, being the light of the world. Um, he is, uh, heals a blind man um, by putting the, the clay um, and, uh, the, again, the religious leaders are basically baiting him to do it because it's on the Sabbath. Um, it says, uh, the, uh, verse nine, some said, this is he, others said he is like him. He said, I am, I am he. Therefore they said to him, how are your eyes open? This is talking to the, the blind man. He said, a man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed. Um, and then they keep having this conversation with the blind man and they say, how can we even trust this guy? Go get his parents. And his parents come and say, um, yeah, he's been blind, but now he can see he's old enough to speak for himself. We weren't witnesses. So ask him. And so verse uh, 24 of chapter nine. So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, give God the glory. We know this man is that this man is a sinner. Uh, so they're, they're trying to, again, discredit Jesus. Um, verse 25, he answered and said, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. But one thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. <laughs> what a great answer. These religious leaders are just being a bunch of pretentious jerks and trying to confuse the situation and get this guy twisted up to say something negative about Jesus. And so they say, this guy's a sinner. He's like, I don't know whether he's a sinner or not. That's right now. I don't care about that. You're asking me about whether I was blind or not. And yesterday I couldn't see, and today I can. I, that's a, a great, great answer. Um, and then, of course, it doesn't go well for him. They actually kick him out of the synagogue. Verse thirty-four. They answered and said to him, "You were completely born in sins, and are you teaching us?" And they cast him out. Right. So I, just so ridiculous. But again, many times we have to all be careful when we hear things that go against our preconceived ideas. 
Many times it's just we just want to dismiss them, discredit them, not actually engage in the possibility that maybe our preconceived ideas were wrong. Um, the verse uh, chapter 10, Jesus talks about the being the good shepherd. Um, he says he is the shepherd. Um, verse three to him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Um, and then he, he talks about how the thief, the hireling doesn't take care of the sheep. He gets to verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Right? So he's saying there's the adversary. Jesus is against the adversary. He is the one true shepherd. Um, verse 17, therefore my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it up again. This command I have received from my father. And their response, many of them said, he has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Um, and then some say, how can he have a demon? He just healed a blind man. So you see the, the tension that is building um, that will um, certainly lead to crucifixion soon. Okay, so we will, on Tuesday, um, we're going to be a little bit of Matthew chapter 8 and Luke chapter 9. I know we've, we've read from those chapters already, um, but then also Luke 10 and Matthew 11. And let's see how far we're going to go. And let's go ahead and do Luke, well, we Luke 10 and 11, and the first part uh, of Luke chapter 12. So Luke 10 and 11, 10, 11, and 12, Matthew, uh, sorry, I thought I had this written down, Matthew 11, um, and uh, so we'll get through those uh, chapters um, on Tuesday. I hope you have a great weekend and are enjoying our journey through Scripture. We'll see you on Tuesday.